the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. Grace and peace to you, and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas, a church that exists to help people just like you find the real life you were created for and then find it to the full. That's exactly what Jesus said in John 10.10. And today we continue in a series called The Doorway, and that doorway is called prayer. As we're called to pray without ceasing and spend time alone with God. Today's message is called The Power to Step In. This is Real Life Radio. Prayer is one of the most unbelievable gifts, and I think we miss it. In fact, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. It's the main point. I want you to take it with you. One of the most amazing powers in the universe is the power of intercession. And I want to add to that. So write this down next to it. And that power has been given to us. And that power has been given to us. One of the most amazing powers in the universe is the power of intercession. And that power has been given to us. Ian Bounds, in his book, Purpose in Prayer, said, Prayer can do anything God can do. And I remember when I first read that, I'm like, that's a pretty audacious statement. Prayer can do anything God can do. Well, when you understand the only power in prayer is God's power, yes, it makes perfect sense. Prayer can do anything God can do. God is allowing us to be in a place where when we go on behalf, we become the friend in the middle, we begin to stand in the gap, we intercede, we go before God on behalf of someone or something else. We now are doing the most powerful thing in the world on behalf of that situation or that person. This gift of prayer is unbelievable. We're starting to, and I thank you for this, if, you, if you're seeing God do something, please kind of share these with us because I just get so much encouragement from this. A uh, lady named Kathy in our congregation let us know about what she just says. She just experienced a miracle of God with a friend of hers, a friend who had been injured in the military and years ago and was a quadriplegic. And in the last year or so, he fell on hard times. And just about a year ago, he was diagnosed, diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and given about 18 months to live. During this time, he accepted Christ. And he asked Kathy and some others to pray for him. And so she shared this with some friends on Facebook and others, and they began to pray. Well, and this is just a couple days ago that she sent this. So she said, he just called and said the mass on his pancreas is gone, all caps, gone. Yeah. His blood saturation cancer level went from 184 to 14 with no treatment. He's had no treatment. He needs no treatment. He is cured, and that is by the power of prayer. Isn't that awesome? I'm talking about it. God's power is unbelievable. Understand, when we feel helpless, we feel like there's nothing we can do, folks, we can pray. I told you last week, and I won't go down this same path quite as far, but this whole, all we can do is pray thing, like we're just leaving it to fate, all we can do is prayer. That's the dumbest statement. Let's get that out of our vocabulary. All we can do is pray. Come on. One of the most amazing powers in the universe is the power of intercession, and that power has been given to us. Three challenges that I want to give real quickly this morning that I think will lead us into the ministry of intercession. First challenge, answer the call of an intercessor. 
Answer the call of an intercessor. Realize this call is for all of us. We are all called to this. Ephesians 6.18 says, Pray on the Spirit in all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. Always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. This is not just a call for a few. I, I think somehow, and the Bible never says anything about this, so I don't know where we got it from. I think it just became a cultural thing in the church. We get this idea that there are some who are called to be intercessors. Okay? Often they are elderly folks who recognize, okay, I'm not as active as I used to be. I can't get out quite as much, but what I can do is pray. Understand something. I think the connection between intercession and elderly folks, some of it might be a lesser mobility, so they really depend on that power of prayer. A lot of it's just plain wisdom. (laughs) They just begin to figure out, you know what? The most powerful thing I've ever done in all my life is pray. And I want to say to you, I think it was E.M. Bounds who said, prayer is not preparation for the work, it is the work. And this has got to, we have to have a mindset change on this because we think there are the intercessors, there are those folks. We are all called to be intercessors. Most powerful force in the universe and it has been given to us this power of prayer because it accesses the throne room of the almighty God. And this is tough. I've got to tell you, I'm ten, I tend to be activist by nature. Some would say hyper-activist, whatever. Okay? I tend to be one, though, who I, I was culturally taught this. This is the way I was raised. It fits with my personality. Man, when something happens, I want to get going. Okay, who can we call? What can we do? Let's go. Let's move. And to stop and go, okay, as much as I can do on my best day, it's crumbs compared to the banquet that God wants to pour out. If I got all my most gifted friends, if I had all the power of the U.S. government and the military and the national budget and all that we could do, and then to add all the other governments on top of it, pales in comparison to what God can do. And we got to decide if we believe this because it'll, it'll really shape how we receive or kind of reject this message. Do we really believe in who God is and in his power Because if we do, prayer is the most dynamic, most impactful thing that I can possibly do on behalf of any person or any situation in my life. Because it's not bringing my resources and their severe limitations to play. It is bringing God's resources with no limitations into play. And we got to understand, we are all called. So the first thing I think we need to do is answer the call of an intercessor. Say, yes, Lord, I will step up and recognize, you know what? That needs to be my first and primary assignment. You need to understand something that that I've realized as a pastor. Uh, My most important job as your pastor is to pray for you. I, I hope the preaching is encouraging. I hope the leaders that are developed are a blessing. I hope the ministries that we do make an impact. I hope for all of that. But by far the most important An impactful thing that I can do as a pastor is pray for this congregation. Because when I pray, I tap into and release the power of God into this congregation, which that's what it's all about. And you're like, well, of course, Pastor, glad you figured that out. We were thinking you were kind of worldly before, but now you're starting to get get with the program. Yeah, you think I'm going to let you off the hook that easy? You know what's coming. If it's true for me, it's true for you. Well, but I'm not a pastor. Doesn't matter. What about the issues you face at work? You think God knows more about your industry than you do? Well, I'm very good, you know. (laughs) 
I mean, th really, if you're a doctor, God knows more about the human body than you do. If you're an auto mechanic, God knows more about the workings of the car and what's wrong with that car than you do. If you've got problems with your marriage, God knows your spouse better than you do. What's going on internally. Whatever it is, your kids, whatever issue you're facing, the best thing you can do into that situation is pray. Not the last thing. Not the least thing. The first and the foremost is prayer because you engage the Almighty. That's a, this is different for us. We've got to decide if we believe that one of the most amazing powers in the universe is the power of intercession, and that power has been given to us. A second challenge that I think leads us into this ministry of intercession is to exercise the compassion of an intercessor. Exercise the compassion of an intercessor. The question is, do we care enough to really pray, to really pray? Ephesians 1, 15, 16 talks about the love of the body. It says, for this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Do you love enough to really pray? See, it's an issue of motivation. Do I love enough to stop and focus and, and more than just shoot up a shotgun prayer, hope it hits something, you know? I'm talking about stand in the gap. Say, God, I am coming before you. I am doing business on behalf of my friend of this situation. God, my heart is breaking. I think this is one of those things that is becoming more challenging for us. And I want you to understand, don't misunderstand what I'm telling you here. Uh, we have become so desensitized. It's hard to care. It's like media has given us too much to care about. Think about all the world events, catastrophes, crimes, horrible things that you and I are going to read about this week. And we read about them in real time. We're watching on CNN or on Fox or whoever you watch. We're sitting watching with the ticker, the live update of the huge catastrophe in this region of the world or in this city. And, and we're all over it. And not only that, not only media and technology, but social media. Social media, do you know how many prayer requests come across? If you follow, if you're Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, how many things you're going to be exposed to that you're going to be asked to pray for? Sad stories, tragic things. I, I just want to caution us. I am not saying don't pray for friends on Facebook, okay? I'm not saying that at all. Don't go, my pastor says, I shouldn't pray for you, so I will unlike. I liked it a minute ago, I unlike it. I did not say that. What I am saying is watch your heart because very quickly you can become desensitized. It can become so overwhelming, like waves. You're overwhelmed. You get into this habit of just, oh, Lord, please help, like. And, and that's the extent of your true prayer, compassion, your heart for a situation. There's a dynamic that is probably, and please, I'm walking a fine line here, okay? So give me some grace. Professional counselors have to learn a professional distance from their situations. And for them, it's probably a healthy thing. Because if they start getting too emotionally involved and become best friends with every person they're counseling and become, it, it would be overwhelming. It would destroy them. And they would cease to be able to have an objectivity to help. For them, it's probably a good thing. A kind of clinical distance from the, the actual situation. I want to say for us in our relationships, it's like not a good thing. But it's easy for it to develop. 
because there are so many needs, so many things. It is easy for us to develop this little distance and this hard little shell that says, oh yes, I care in theory. I care in general. But I just don't have the capacity to care fully. And I want to say that's a dangerous place to be. That's a dangerous place. Do we have a true compassion that would lead us to really stand in the gap? That friend Jesus talked about came because of compassion for his friend and his needs. What do you look around and care about? I mean, what things do you see? And the question is, do you care enough to pray? I challenge us to start local for this very purpose. Start local. I'm not saying don't pray for international things. I think you should, as the Lord leads, as the Lord puts it on your heart. But be careful. Our fellowship of churches has a a group that does this big list of needs all over the world. To be honest with you, I can't generally engage in that. I just don't. Because I have actual needs that in this congregation and then in this community and and even internationally that I am aware of and that they are friends and so I am praying for them. But if I just start, I, I will become just a machine that just is mentioning things and there's no sense of true prayer. I want to caution you, guard your heart in that. Start local. Start with your family. Start with your church community. And then our local community. Then the nation. And then the world. Because I think in prayer you have to take time to get God's heart for a situation. You know what I mean? To to begin to say, because sometimes you're like, God, this is terrible. I don't even know what should happen. But I'm just praying and you, you want to get God's heart. There's just that sense of trying to find out, okay, how should I pray? We want to take a quick minute to remind you you're listening to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in the series called The Doorway. And if you'd like to hear the full unedited message or even watch Pastor Sean in action, it's available right now on demand on the sermon page at the River City website called reallife.org. And if you think you'd like to visit River City Community Church, here's your invitation from Pastor Sean. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church. I'd like to invite you to join us for a new teaching series called Bridges, Crossing from Here to There. Many of us go through life assuming we're experiencing all that there is. We have this sense that there's supposed to be more, but we don't really know where to start. This series will take a look at some important bridges that God has designed to take us from the mundane to the extraordinary. River City is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Matama Park. Service times are Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Every weekend gathering is an exciting and artistic blend of music, reflection, and practical insights all designed to explore the life that God meant for us. River City is a church for real life, so our home on the web is reallife.org. To find out more, just visit us online at reallife.org. We look forward to seeing you on the road to real life at River City Community Church. Welcome back to this message called The Power to Step In. This is Real Life Radio. Great book, Reese Howell's Intercessor by Norman Grubb. Very actually uh, formative in the early years of this ministry. And Reese Howells was a preacher, evangelist, minister who God used very powerfully uh, in Wales 150 years ago. Howells was called to be an intercessor. 
And God took that very seriously. When he said, stand in the gap, Howells understood God to be saying he wanted him to walk in the shoes of this person. So he, at one point, was praying for the hungry in a particular city. There were so many who just didn't have enough to eat and were poor. And, the, and one of the things God asked him to do in identification with them was to go on two small m- meals of just a little cup of broth, a little cup of soup each day, because that's all they had from the soup kitchens. And so he asked Howells to, in his time of abiding, he called it his time of abiding, and being an intercession for these people, he would do that. And then God would speak to him uniquely about his desire. He would actually then go and share that, and they would do some things, and there would be this incredible fruit from it. But he had to intercede by walking in their shoes and catching God's heart. There were some people he'd pray for healing. He said, I can't guarantee, I'm, I'm going to pray. I will abide, and I will pray for that person and see what the Lord says. And then the Lord would reveal his heart to his servant, and then he would confidently go pray for healing, and the Lord did amazing healings through this man. In fact, I think if we talk about the spiritual gift of healing, I think it's a very good picture of what it actually is. A sense of what is God's heart? How does God want to make this person whole? And then praying according to that, according to his will, like we talked last week. See, when you start talking about really interceding for someone, you're talking about a high level of compassion, a high level of investment, standing in the gap, And I want to say prayer is one of the most compassionate and effective things that we can do. Because, folks, one of the most amazing powers in the whole universe is the power of intercession. And that power has been given to us. Last, and I'll wrap with this, walk in the confidence of an intercessor. This is really huge. Walk in the confidence of an intercessor. I want to read our main text from last week real quickly. 1 John 5, 14, 15. This is the confidence... Okay, note that word. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. And what I want to say to you this morning, as you just read that scripture, and as you've just considered intercession, we are never helpless. Never. We're never helpless. I don't like to usually do this. I don't like to go, repeat after me, and everybody say, okay, but this one time I'm going to do this. I want you to say, as a congregation, I'm not helpless. Say it. I'm not helpless. Okay, you're better than the other two congregations. It's still fairly lame, but you were better. Okay? Say it like you mean it. I'm not helpless. I'm not helpless. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. I want you to say one more time, but now I'm never helpless. That's the biblical truth. That's not just something we're saying here in a room because it feels good to say it. It's the truth. And you need to understand that. This is the confidence we have in him. So I don't care what it is. You can walk in a confidence because you are never helpless. You always have access to the throne of Father. Always. And you may be right now freaked out by what's happened in the Middle East, and God may be putting that on your heart. It's Middle East conflict, and it's like one of these things like, Lord, I don't even know exactly what's supposed to happen here. I just know that's not right, and my heart breaks, and man, for Israel and for the Palestinians and this thing, God, you love people, and this shouldn't be this way. And I want to suggest from your prayer chair, you can impact that situation. You're not helpless. If God's put it on your heart, and that weighs heavily on you, you've got a burden, if you will, How about you pray? You got something to keep me up at night? How about make good use of that time? How about praying? Had a friend, a pastor friend, wrote me a note. He's from one of the, part of our fellowship uh, of churches. And uh, 
Lord woke him up, 2 a.m., couldn't sleep, and I was on his mind. He says, I don't know what you're going through, but here's some things the Lord just had me pray for for you. And it was very cool stuff, and I was so blessed by that. God had put me on his heart, and he interceded. He went before. He was that friend in the middle. God, I don't know why you asked. You got me thinking about my friend Sean. Help him. Whatever he's going through, I pray for him. Encourage him. And then he wrote some things, the scriptures that came to mind as he was praying for me. I, I was so blessed by that. Do you know you can do that? You are never helpless. And you go, well, sometimes there's some situations that are so complex, I don't really know how to pray. <laughs> Good news. That's not an excuse. Romans 8, 26 and 27. I don't know if you knew this promise was in here. This is one of the coolest prayer scriptures there is. Okay? Romans 8, 26 and 27. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray. We do not know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans, when all you can do is just groan, and the spirit within you begins to grieve, or just know he's praying. And listen, he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit, because the spirit intercedes for God's people. Listen to this. Remember First John five. This is so good. Intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Oh, that's good. Someone should preach on that. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to know all the answers. Sometimes you, all you can do is go, God, I'm hurting for my friend and I'm just bringing them before you. I don't know. The Lord led me to do that with a friend not too long ago. I was going through just some tough stuff and it had been a long time of tough stuff. And the Lord led me just to sit there and say, here's my friend, God, I don't know what you want to do. And the Lord began to give me a bit of his heart just as I prayed, and I shared that with my friend. It was a great encouragement. I'm just telling you, man. One of the most amazing powers in the universe is the power of intercession. That power has been given to us. I want to challenge us as a congregation to walk in that. One more testimony. Family. This is from Beverly. Family has been coming to River City a little over a year. they got a, one kid in the preschool. Just welcomed a little healthy baby boy, Tyler, into the family in April. Three days ago, 11-week-old Tyler was admitted to pediatric ICU. And again, this is just in the last few days. Admitted into pediatric ICU, it was diagnosed with rhinovirus, enterovi enterovirus, and bronchitis. When he was admitted, he was in respiratory and cardiac distress, 11 weeks old. Right lung filled with mucus to the point of it was not functional. Had a fever of 103. Despite our best efforts, the fever wouldn't break. He was inconsolable, struggling to breathe. Heart rate and respiratory rate both dangerously high. He was in physical and medical distress. They gave him supported care. They treated him prophylactically for bacteri bacterial pneumonia. That's what they diagnosed. We were told to expect to stay in the ICU, ICU for weeks, maybe even a month or more. My husband's aunt came to visit and offer support. Well, we prayed together and asked very specifically, and this is what we've been talking about the last few weeks, specifics, asked very specifically for a complete turnaround immediately. Not in three days, not in a week, but now we cried and we turned it over to God. Within minutes of praying deeply over this baby, his fever broke. He started to turn around, opened his eyes, Looked up at me for the first time all day. He smiled. Continued to improve since. His fever hasn't come back. Was taken off of machines after 24 hours. 
He's amazed the doctors and nurses with his recovery. He'll be released today after only three days' stay in the PICU. We are so thankful to the Lord. Yeah. Isn't God good? I'm telling you, I think if we ever really get a hold of what God is offering us in this prayer, it'll change us. And I will say, I think it's starting to rumble through this congregation. I'm hearing more and more. I'm hearing more and more testimonies on the power of prayer. I'm going to challenge you when you begin to pray. Scripture says we have an enemy of our souls. He's not going to like it. And so he could turn up the heat on us. My message to the enemy, and I really don't like to think, I don't think much about the enemy. He's got no power in our lives but what God allows, and I trust my life into God's care. I'm not one of those ones who's looking for devils or demons under every chair. I really don't think he has any power here. But I will tell you, as he brings hardship and difficulty to people's life, I, I, I encourage you to say, okay, if that's the way it's going to be, every time I have something like that happen, I'm going to go to prayer. Every hardship that comes is going to be a reminder to me to pray. So if the enemy of my soul wants to bring hardship, wants to bring difficulty, good, thank you. That'll be a memory tag to pray. You can count on more prayer. That's how I suggest. Scripture says spiritual warfare. My favorite scripture on spiritual warfare, James 4, 7. Submit yourselves therefore unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. The most important part of that is submitting yourself to God. Prayer. So let's let the Lord take us to another place when it comes to prayer and engaging with the the power of our Father. That's what he's offering. And this should absolutely transform what happens in our lives and what happens in our congregation. Let me pray for you. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for this gift that you've given us called prayer. I pray that it would change us. I pray that we would become people who really take you seriously on on the promises that you've made. Teach us how to pray for one another, our families. Teach us how to pray for people at work, our neighborhoods. Teach us this gift of intercession and help us to take seriously the call to intercession. We thank you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Thank you, Pastor Sean Azaro. You've been listening to Real Life Radio in this series called The Doorway. And if you'd like to hear this full, unedited message all over again and this series, it's available right now as a free download. You can even see the video podcast at the sermons link at reallife.org. But of course, you're invited to come visit River City Community Church located on Lookout Road right behind Rotama Park. You can see all the details, directions, and service times again at reallife.org. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 490-5262. As Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. We hope you join us again next time for more Real Life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.